Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks. Here we are on the 213th podcast and the 28th Psalm. And and Stephanie, who would ever believe that we'd be here right now? Wow, it is amazing for sure. Yeah. So, you know, as we make this recording, it's the day before Thanksgiving and in 2020. And so what's going on in the West Coast world on the day before Thanksgiving 2020? Well, um, the kids are out of school right now, so um, they are actually current currently um, watching a movie so mom can do podcasts. <laughs> well, you got to give them credit for that, man. They're coming through for us. Yeah. But then we've been doing decorating and um, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I'm pretty happy that uh, you guys are decorating with the lights and all the cool things and all the different things. And I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm thankful for that. And uh, so we're on Psalm number 28. And Psalm number 28, it says, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock, be not silent to me, lest that thou be silent to me. I become like them that go down into the pit. And you know, I know we usually read through the whole Psalm, but we got to stop at verse one, Stephanie. I mean, this verse will mess you up, and uh, we've all been there, uh, where we cry out to the Lord, uh, we wonder why he's being silent, we feel like we're going to go down to a pit. I mean, one of the first things you said to me, if you remember back in March of 2019, was you wanted to go into a pit or go into a hole and cover yourself up, so you've been where David is right here, and I mean, what's what's it like? Um, it's not a fun place to be. No! No! Um, Anybody who has dealt with PTSD has been in that place before. And it seems like, have you ever noticed, it seems like the knuckleheads pick out those of us who suffer from PTSD just to mess with us. I mean, have you ever had that feeling before? Yep. Yeah. So you folks who are listening to us, listen, this was contemporary to, you know, 4,000 years ago, whenever this was written, thousands of years ago. Uh, I haven't really looked up the date placement on the book of Psalms, but uh I think we understand that this is a Psalm of David and that David is going through this and it was contemporary then and it's contemporary now. It's still, we still go through junk like this, Stephanie. I mean, what, what do we say to somebody who's going through this junk right now? Wow. You're not alone. Yeah. Uh, That's any comfort at all. If there's, if If there's, yeah. For thousands of years and that stinks, but you're not alone. But there's a place we're going. There's another place we're going, Stephanie, where we don't deal with that. You know, where we don't have the hypocrites and we and, and we don't have the liars and we, we don't deal with those issues. There's a place, but, but we can have this on earth. We can have godliness on earth. It's just getting through these things. It's just this junk. It's, it's these people that are messing with David. It's these people who are messing with us. It's, it's you know, I, I mean, I'm just sitting here reading this, Stephanie. What's coming to my mind is 
those things you were going through, but we can get through. I mean, there is an answer and uh, there is a way out. And uh, I think we're going to see that here as we continue to go through the psalm. And, uh, and uh, Psalm 28 and verse 2, it says, Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee. And uh, I've been thinking about that. Hear the voice of my supplications. And, you know, when, when I cry unto you, hear what I'm crying, dear God. Hear my, hear my prayer for, you know, supplication. Draw me in verse number 3. Not away with the wicked and with the workers of inequity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief in their hearts. And boy, uh, those are the people, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll cry the crocodile tears. They'll say how much they love somebody. They'll, they'll do this and then they'll stab you in the back. You know, a friend of mine yesterday said, Stephanie, beware of those people who mess you over, then wrap their arm around you to pat your back. They're looking for a soft spot to stick the knife. And I, I mean, I don't want to be negative today, but uh, have you felt that as well? Yep, I've experienced it. Yeah. And so, folks, we're here to tell you that, that God knows what you're going through, uh, that God is, God's word is going to answer. We're going to see that. It says, give them according to their deeds and according to their wickedness of their endeavors. Give them, I like this, give them after the work of their hands. Remember to them their desert. Uh, and I think that's great because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard my voice and the voice of my supplications. Uh, wow. And, uh, you know, right there in that verse before, uh, uh, in verse number four, it's saying, give them according to their deeds. And, you know, maybe that's the prayer we need to have for people is give them according to their deeds. You know, give them what they're doing to us. Give them the way they're acting, God. But that's God's call, not ours, I guess. And and, and that's where we're going with this. And uh, blessed be the Lord in verse six, because he hath heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and my shield and seven, my I am helped, therefore my heart greatly rejoices with my song and praise thee. The Lord is their strength, and he is saving strength of his anointed. Save the people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. And, and man, there's a lot going on there. And the Lord is my strength. He's my shield. My heart trusteth in him. And then again in verse 8, the Lord is my strength. He is the saving strength of his anointed. And, and man, I, I, I just think that we continue on. He's our Messiah. He's our Savior. He's our everything. He's our shepherd. And then save thy people and thine inheritance. And, and so we go through this, Stephanie. And what's coming to your mind as we're popping through this particular one? What's, what's coming to your mind? Well, I think this, this psalm is very applicable um, as are so many of the Psalms to our daily life. Yeah. And um, when I look at what David is crying out to God, this is not a pretty Psalm. Yeah. David's being very real. Yeah, with he her, is. Yeah. With um, how he's feeling. And God inspired David to write this Psalm. Yeah. He put it in his word for a reason. And, um, you know, maybe he inspired it for us today, you know, maybe, right. yeah, well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something, um, powerful here, um, 
I love that in verse 5, yeah. David says, Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. Mm. That's, that is a promise. Yeah. And there's some comfort that comes with that. You know, when you read the first part, David's cry is one of yeah. almost despair in the sense of he feels so hopeless, so um, literally says he's ready to go down into the pit. Yeah. And then in verse 5, this is inspired where he says that God will destroy them and not build them up. And um, to be able to go to God with this psalm, say, God, this is where I am. And I'm echoing David's words here. And I'm asking you, God, to keep this promise that you've made. Because this is in your hands to deal with. Whatever situation you're in. And to come to that point of realizing that the people that, you know, when you're serving God, loving him and walking, seeking to walk humbly before him and do what he's called you to do, and you're attacked for that, God has given you the promise of verse 5. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and do not build them up. In other words what they try to do is not going to prosper. Right. Yeah. And that's great and, news. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, David was saying that with the eye of faith. Yeah. Because he wasn't seeing that yet fulfilled when he wrote this psalm for the situation he was in. Yeah. But brought him to that convincement to where in verse six, he could say, blessed be the Lord because he has heard the voice of my supplication. He's begging God in verse two to hear the voice of his supplications yeah. because it doesn't like God's hearing him. Yeah. It's, you know, there's something, you know, David is once again, you know, he finds himself once again uh, in difficulties and crying out to God. And, you know, we find ourselves in difficulties and crying out to God all the time too. And uh, so, yeah. so, and then David, like you say, in verse two, and really all the way through verse number five, he's dealing with the problem with unanswered prayer or what he considers to be unanswered prayers. He, you know, he's kind of trying to deal with that with us. And, and I mean, Stephanie, uh, we've dealt with that. You and I have talked about that in our lives. We've, we've dealt with people who deal with that. You know, there's, <clears throat> there's people dealing with unanswered prayer all over the place. So these are things that we've dealt with. These are things that we work with. And uh, I mean, as we go along, and, and I, I liked what you were saying, give unto the Lord the glory. Oh, I'm, boy, I'm all right. Hear the voice of my supplications. And I cry unto thee when I lift up my hands toward the holy oracle, toward the sanctuary, toward heaven. Uh, man, when, hear us, Lord, when we cry unto you and and uh, what's it what's it like when we really cry unto God, Stephanie? I mean, when you were, uh, did you feel like God could hear you uh, when you were in Cameroon and the terrible thing happened and everything was upside down? Did did you feel a direct line at that point? Um, to be honest, no, I don't think I did. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel anything but um, shock. <laughs> yeah. Shock and blood. Um. 
I think there was more, those were the cries of, cries of desperation, cries yeah. for Um, I don't think my feelings in the, that initial, especially that initial couple of hours, um, yeah. came from a, a feeling. <laughs> they did not come from feeling. Um, and you, you know, just the, just a picture of the blood and, and just dealing with blood. And as you know, my, my trauma involved blood all over my face and in my mouth and things of that nature. And, and I'll tell you, that's the weirdest feel ever. And it's hard to get off of that. And one of the things that helped me long, a while ago, when I was thinking about the blood and the blood of Christ, and it became real to me, the blood that was on my face, the blood that was in my mouth, the blood that was in my throat, the blood that was in my hands. Uh, and so that was, how, and, but you know, there's a feeling when we're in the middle of trauma, there's this feeling like God's not listening to us, but that's not true. And you know, the, the biggest problem comes in is when we take from that trauma, that feeling, I think, and I mean, I want, I want to hear what you think about this, Stephanie, but I think when we take with us that trauma or we take with us, um, that, uh, I guess, feeling of God not listening, of God not being there. And then here we are down the road and we're still dealing with that. That's a really dangerous place to be uh, because, you know, uh, we can find ourselves just reliving a trauma over and over again and, and thinking there's not a God listening. I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, no, I think you're exactly right. And um, I think if you've been through a trauma, um, yeah. It's a full flesh that the memories, the the ramifications that they have on your life are a sword in the flesh that Paul, like Paul said, Satan wants to use to buffet us and destroy us. Yeah. And so I think that's why Paul cried out, um, looking to God for deliverance from it. And yet God said, my grace is sufficient. Yeah. My strength perfect in your weakness and so I think there's a sense in which what Satan wants to use to destroy us God wants to use to magnify himself through us yeah and um David David's a testimony to that um everything Satan threw at him Joseph's a testimony to that everything Satan threw at him to destroy him using humans and both Joseph and David, God had given them a promise of whatever it was. In, in Joseph's case, it was, you know, that his brothers would bow before him in those dreams. David, it was being anointed as king of Israel. Yeah. And David spent a good portion of his life in the coming years after that promise, after that anointing experience, and experiencing much of anything but a lot of trauma and yeah. a lot of hurt. A lot of betrayal. Yeah. No, and, I, and, and we've got a promise. You know, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto us. Uh, so we, but that's good. We've got some of those promises and we need to, uh, I guess you were just talking about Joseph and Daniel, right? Joseph and David. Joseph and David. Yeah. And here we are with David. I'm sorry. So we, we, we still, we still deal with that. And I, and I like the transition here, Stephanie, where, all of a sudden, after verse 5, uh, we just go into praise. 
<clears throat> blessed is the Lord. So from six, verse six and seven, <clears throat> excuse me, we're just, uh, we're just praising God. Uh, that he heard the voice of our supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth. And with my song will I praise him. And, you know, maybe there's a lesson in here that we need to be praising God. Maybe, you know, maybe when the bad times come, maybe when what David's dealing with, maybe when what we're dealing with, maybe when, uh, maybe when where we're at right now, the idea is to go to God with praise. Uh, I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, I think there's, I think of the verse um, in First Thessalonians where Paul says, in everything give thanks. And that verse stinks sometimes yeah. <laughs> from a flesh, human perspective. But David understood, I think there is power in praise. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we, when we sing songs, when we, choose to sing like Paul and Silas did in the jail in Philippi after being beaten. God's response to their praise yeah. was sending an earthquake and, and loosing them. And there's power. God was listening. Yeah. Their praise. And so I think there is power in in music, there's power in praising God. There's power in choosing yeah. to bless. I agree. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and I think that when, uh, I, I just think that when we lift up God, that faith, uh, that we lift up praise to him, that this type of faith can move the hands of God. This type of faith can change God's uh, feeling on things, can help people, can help us. I've seen faith move the hands of God. We, we, we've seen it throughout the Bible. And you just mentioned a couple on how faith can move the hands of God and how it changes things. And, and, uh, and he's our shield. He's our Lord. And, and through these painful experiences, it's the faith. It's the praise. And those types of things can move the hands of God in our life. And you've seen it. I mean, Stephanie, you came back uh, from the brink of uh, uh, craziness, uh, third world country, craziness and you came back had to move back in with your parents uh for a short while and then god provided things for you and and, and you've seen god's hand move through praising him through faith and and what would you say to those people right now that are, are kind of in that place where they need to shout out to god where they where they needs god they, they need god's hands to move they need god's uh touch they need god to make a difference in their life i mean what do we say to them today cry out yeah to the god who um the god who created the world the god who made you yeah. and read this psalm to god yeah if you're in a this is where you're living yeah. Cry this psalm to god and you know it's okay to cry out verbally it's okay to lift your hands yeah you know we've have so sadly gotten away from being willing to express physically what we are feeling in our hearts. And, and that, I'm not that's the truth. Yeah. But God interrelates our spirit, soul, and body. They are interrelated. And I have learned that more in the last two years than ever before. Boy. And yeah. It is, it is 
if it's a fear of man or a fear of what people think that keeps you from expressing praise and worship to God physically. You know, I mean, this psalm talks about, David says, when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy whole oracle. You know, that's not something that was just a cultural thing, David. That was him lifting his hands to God, just like a child, their hands up to their parent when they want held. And um, I'm, Girl still does that to me. She comes up to me and tries to talk like a baby and lifts her hands up to me to when she wants me to pick her up. And um, that's a symbol of reaching out for yeah. the one for the one that you're looking to for help. And don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to express who you are to God and and pour your heart out before Him. Yeah, no, I agree. I, You know, I think we need to do that. And we see that in these last two verses, don't we? The Lord is their strength. And he is, uh, he is the saving strength of his anointed. And, uh, man, I'm glad that he's my saving strength. He, he is uh, everything. He's my Savior. He's everything. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance and feed them also and lift them up forever. And, I mean, we, we yell out to him. You know, Stephanie, we live a life by... By this book, really, you know, when I was in the Army, so I know I have these Army stories once in a while, but I think it's been a, a couple weeks of podcast since I brought up an Army story, but I can't promise you that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't testify to that in a court of law, Stephanie, or anybody listening, because I'm just not sure. But in the Army, they gave us a soldier's manual, and you had to know that soldier's manual from cover to cover. You had no choice. And your life had better look like that soldier's manual. I mean, you joined, when you joined up, when you swore in, when you said, I'm going to do this, when you said, I'm going to make a difference, when you said, uh, I'm going to fight for my country, I'll prepare, I'll have everything ready, I'll serve, I'll do the right things. Your life had better look like that soldier's manual, and that soldier's manual told you what the enemy looked like, and told you what the enemy's uh, weapons looked like, and told you what the enemy was going to try and do to you and told you how to respond to the enemy and how to rally people around you and how to be in a leadership position and how to do those things. And and they would remind us, boy, your life better look like this book because your employer published this book. Your employer, your country needs your life to look like this book. And, and I think that's what's going on here in the Bible, Stephanie. I think God is reminding us that, boy, your life better look like this book. Your life... Yeah. Uh, uh, you better do the things in this book. You better lift those holy hands. You better praise me. You better find your, your quiet corner. And I'm not talking about some crazy emotional losing it type of thing. I mean, there comes a time when we need to get alone with God and, and sell out to him, when we need to praise him. And that doesn't only come when we're having a bad day. That needs to come every day, every hour. And, uh, uh, how we need him. How's that song go, Stephanie? What's that song? My Jesus. I, I need every hour. What is it? I need thee every hour. I need thee every... Man, there we go. We're probably going to finish with a, with a verse of that today, but uh, we do need God every hour. And uh, I mean, I, I guess, Stephanie, uh, how do we make our lives look like this book? How do we... You know, in the Army, we were constantly told your life looks like this book because you study the book. Your life looks like this book because you practice the book. Your life looks like this book because you follow others whose life look like this book. 
uh, you respond the way this book tells you to respond because you have prepared day in and day out. So how do others get there? You spend time with God. Um, you do what David did where um, I love where David said evening and morning and at noon while I pray and cry aloud. Yeah. And he shall voice. You're spending time talking to him all day long. Yeah. You're word and you're 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 looking to jesus and there it is and and there's our answer i think and and this is what we're going for and this is what we're doing and hey would you close us in a line of that song stephanie do you have do you remember that song i looked it up good for you praise god (laughs) and google didn't give you bad words this time did they no i think so all right I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. my Savior, I come to Thee. Brethren, we love you. We're thrilled that you took the time to listen to this podcast with us today. And remember to need God every hour. And it's so important that we get this salvation thing right, that our foundation is strong. Hey, listen to every word we have here for you. We sure do love you, folks. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name, while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.